Hey friends, welcome back to week 43 of Weekly Finds, in which I summarize the best content that I read, watched, or listened to that week. Like last week, I'm going to start with a couple of quick finds. First, SEMrush and Yoast have joined a mutual partnership in which SEMrush integrates with some Yoast data. This is actually really interesting to see. Uh, WordPress already drives over 33% of the web, Yoast is one of the most popular SEO plugins, so they're installed on many different sites. And SEMrush is one of the most popular SEO tools. So it's going to be really interesting to see what specific outcomes result from the partnership. Also, there is a new Google Analytics, which is GA4. Google stuffed GA4 with more machine learning insights and predictions. Um, so GA4 will, for example, be able to predict churn and customer lifetime value. They will also be able to measure audiences across web apps, native apps, and the web. Um, and they will give you kind of cool insights like YouTube actions or you know measuring visitors across the whole Google ecosystem. So this is really interesting. And one of the key highlights for me was that Google is trying to fill the gaps from cookies, which are used less and less, with machine learning. Google also gave insights into how autocomplete works. And in a nutshell, they look at a couple of signals like commonly searched combinations between different terms, the location people search from, the language they use, their search history and freshness. So in a nutshell, it often seems like a very sophisticated algorithm, but I think the, the signals are relatively basic. They just accumulate well in mass. And then lastly, there was, of course, Google's search on. So instead of a developer conference, Google published a 20 minute video summary of what's about to come in Google search. And this has been, it had a very Apple-like feeling. Um, and it was also given or basically led by Google's new head of search, Prabhakar Raghavan. So lots of very interesting stuff there. It's been a bit controversial over the last couple of days. Um, but um, let's start at the beginning. So BERT is now used in pretty much every English query and some queries in other languages. You can now also hum songs to Google. Uh, Google will let you know what that song is. It seems to be working really, really well. Um, and Google also announced that they want to show a greater diversity of search results, but it's relatively unclear what that means. You know, it could be something like deduplicating results from the same domain, or it could be something else. So that is a very nebulous announcement. And while speaking of nebulous announcements, Google also literally wrote and said that they are going to index passages of content instead of whole websites. And then the last couple of days, there were a lot of discussions and conversations and debates about what that actually means and you know how Google will go about that, what the implications are. So I am going to wait before making my own opinion and putting it out there because I just don't know enough about what exactly that is. Is it, you know, basically what's already happening with something like featured snippets or does it really throw overboard the whole concept of ranking pages and, you know, do we have to, to change what we what we think of when, when we say rankings or content that ranks. So more to come there. Again, still a bit mysterious, nebulous, um, and I'll keep you up to date, of course. One. 
Now to start with actually weekly finds content. The first piece is a piece from Grow and Convert about content marketing ROI, what and how to measure content performance using attribution models. And I hope you have had the time to check out my article from Monday about the ROI of SEO and how to project and forecast traffic and revenue. This article goes into a somewhat similar direction but zooms in on attribution models because actually lead attribution from content is really, really hard. Most companies actually do that wrong. They only look at last click attribution which gives them a very flawed perception of reality. And at the same time, even last click attribution might not tell you the whole story. So this article tells you how to use Google Analytics new model comparison tool that allows you to compare different attribution models against each other. A couple of things that I learned is that, for example, Google's time lag report shows you how many days it took for people to convert. And then the path length shows you how many interaction it takes from the first time they interact with your site to the time that they convert. The key takeaway for me here is actually that you can compare attribution models per page by selecting the dimension landing page URL on the model comparison feature page. And then also another thing that I learned is that cross device tracking does not really exist. It's basically something that Google tries to uh, fill the gap off with machine learning. So reality is that tons of uh, conversions are actually attributed to home pages, um, which is also true for interactions that take longer than 90 days or for word of mouth spread. So there's still lots of um, blank spots or blind spots in attribution and in analytics, but the technology gets better and better so that we can understand the customer journey of our customers. Two. The second article of the week is an article by Glenn Gabe about image packs. And also the suckers pull a lot of attention in the search results. And I do have some data that I'm about to publish in blog articles in the upcoming weeks that shows how much attention these image packs are actually drawing. Glenn looked at some of the Search Console reports that show very high impressions but very low clicks. And in many cases, those are actually rankings in image packs. And it's a bit confusing because when you click on results from image packs, you get to another image search results page, not the website that's actually ranking and that's causing quite a bit of confusion because you have a search result that shows, that gets a lot of impressions, but you don't really get the clicks. So the key takeaway for me here is that Search Console is still flawed in a couple of ways. It's not a good reflection and therefore we have to take a lot of the data with a big grain of salt. Three. Leaders always published a really cool article about maximizing click-through rates of search results. As always, the content quality from Lira is top-notch, and this one is no exception. She provided a full flowchart that helps you decide when to make optimizations that improve your content's CTR. Because in some cases, it's just simply a irrelevant page that's ranking for a keyword, and it doesn't make, doesn't make a ton of sense to optimize content or metadata. But that is exactly what you want to think about. First of all, when maximizing your content's click-through rate, the first touch point, of course, is meta title and description, rich snippets and featured snippets. And then you also want to think a bit about how to differentiate pages that might compete against each other for a query. 
and make the target keyword a bit clearer in the content and um, the other factors that you can impact. So the key lesson for me here is actually a tool that I didn't know before, which is on ad advancedwebranking.com and provides click-through rates for all sorts of query types, industries, SERP features, categories, and so on and so on. So go on and check that one out. Four. As always, we're going to finish with a banger. This one is basically half a book from Joanna Weep, the founder of Copy Hackers, in which she basically explains landing page copy from A to Z. A couple of tips that I found super helpful. Focus your copy on value for the user, not your company. A lot of companies make the mistake of starting their copy with we instead of you. You also want a very sentence length to create texture. So not every sentence should be super short or super long. You want to play around with it a bit. Add a strong adjective for what they what she calls shine. So strong adjectives make the copy stick out a bit more. You also want to kill objections right away with an even if statement in your copy. And lastly, you want to create landing pages that are separate from your homepage. Don't make your homepage the product landing page. The key takeaway for me here is actually how good copy reflects the customer's stage of awareness. Sometimes people are problem unaware and sometimes they're product aware. And between that, there is a whole list of steps. You have to know where a customer or where your audience is along that awareness journey. And that's it again for this week. As always, make sure to give me a nice review on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to, basically. Give me a holler on Twitter, and I'll catch you next week.